Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the On the Banks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host... Lance Glenn. Hello, everyone. I am, of course, your host, Lance Glenn, and this is episode 52 of the On the Banks podcast, our Rutgers women's basketball season preview. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11, and of course, you can follow On the Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. There are many ways to listen to this episode and every episode of the On the Banks podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Just search On The Banks Podcast. You can find us on all the rest of your favorite podcast platforms. And, of course, you can find all of our podcasts and so much more great content by going to onthebanks.com. I'm very excited to be joined on the Women's Basketball Season Preview episode by the head coach of the Scarlet Knights, C. Vivian Stringer. Coach Stringer is back after having to take a leave of absence towards the end of last season and her group has brought back some old names and brought in some new faces as well. This team aims for their second straight top four Big Ten finish, and of course is determined to make it once again to the NCAA tournament. I think we saw last season this team grow more and more as the year went on. We saw Zippy Broughton really excel in the latter part of her freshman season. We saw Takia Mack really find the ability to take over offensively at any time. Arella Garantis became one of the best players in the Big Ten Conference, and Noga Peleg-Pelk really led the way from beyond the arc. Now, of course, Daisha Carey's gone, Sharice Wilson, Victoria Harris, they're gone as well, among others, but the new faces that were brought in have loads of talent and even greater potential. Mayori Davenport, a top 25 player in the last recruiting class, begins her career at Rutgers. One of, the big t- one of the Big 12's top freshmen last year from Baylor, Alexis Morris, is now a Scarlet Knight. A grad transfer and one of the best three-point shooters in the A-10 last season, Danielle Miglior, is here to play her final year. And Joya Maddox, a top recruit in the state of Alabama, is here to begin her freshman season. In addition to all those new faces, K.K. Sanders makes her return after missing all of last year. So while the losses from last, se- last season's team will certainly hurt, There has been great talent, both young and experienced, added to a roster that looks to continue what Rutgers was able to accomplish last year. Coach Stringer's back, her staff has returned, and there is so much talent for them to work with. This is a team that has a great mix of youth and experience, but a unit that is all focused on the same goal. To continue the success of Rutgers basketball, and to keep this team dancing come postseason time. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. 
Her Scarlet Knights made it back to the NCAA tournament last season, and in year 25 now on the banks, she looks to go dancing once again in the 2019-2020 season. I am now so happy to be joined by the head coach of Rutgers Women's Basketball, C. Vivian Stringer. Coach, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I am fine. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with last season, a top four finish in the Big Ten, an NCAA tournament appearance, the first since 2014-2015. Unfortunately, Coach, you had to take a leave of absence for the end of the year. But over the course of the entire season, from the beginning until the end, how did your team grow? You know, What areas did they really improve in that helped you all reach the tournament once again? I, I think that uh, there's no question that we, as a team, grew uh, stronger and closer together. Uh, we understood and uh, despite uh, many setbacks, uh, just grew uh, in confidence and in strength. Um, we, we lost, um, you know, our uh, point guard last year. We lost our leading uh, rebounder last year. And then, of course, I uh, was, was not there. So I, I, I saw a tremendous growth. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I have to attribute that to uh, Coach Eatman and the assistant coaches, uh, Coach Damone, as well as uh, Coach Edwards, uh, as well as uh, the entire staff. I mean, uh, uh, Brian and Will joined uh, in, and uh, they, along with the team, uh, had, had overcome a, a tremendous uh, amount of um, responsibilities and expectations. We were doing extremely well. Uh, just as I, when I got sick. Uh, and so it was a matter of the resilience and the, the mindset uh, that, that I think that we endeavored and endured. And uh, we got a chance more than in, at any other time uh, to be tested and to find out, um, you know, were we resilient enough? to overcome those odds, and uh, that's what any coach would, would honestly want to have. Um, is that automatic? No, it's not automatic. Uh, but uh, I believed in, uh, in this team, but more important, I think that uh, the team believed in each other, and, uh, and that's really why I, I believe that uh, we overcame those things and we uh, returned to a place that the Scarlet Knights have always known. Uh, I've, I've oftentimes said that uh, I, I really felt that uh, two years ago we really did deserve uh, and and a number of schools were invited that we should have been invited and we didn't. Uh, but as we know, you can't complain about it, complain about anything. You've got to be um, resounding in your effort and do uh, what you know what we've got to do. And at the end of the day, we've got to win. So there is no question about who the Scarlet Knights are, and we have always been, uh, but I think this year uh, epitomized uh, what has always been uh, the mantra of the Scarlet Knights. So looking at the roster this year, this team has that good blend of youth and experience. You have girls like K.K. Sanders, Jordan Wallace, Takia Mack that have been through the program, and younger players like Maori Davenport, Joya Maddox, and Alexis Morris, who are either freshmen or at least first-year players here at Rutgers. What's the key to mixing those younger and older players together to form a cohesive group, you know, regardless of the amount of experience they have? Well, I think that um, it's a credit to 
to all of the upperclassmen uh, because uh, they have really contributed in a big way. You know, um, there is no jealousy. There's only cohesiveness and unity. And, um, and we believe uh, that together we can overcome anything. And quite frankly, uh, if you look at the accolades that uh, our Big Ten coaches or anyone else has given, and as individuals, we don't have accolades. But that's fine because um, we've never been a team that uh, has a standout. Uh, but it's amazing because you can't do what we have done over the years and we have done more recently uh, without a tremendous effort and, and playing as a team. And that's what uh, I think what builds this team more than anything. I think that the upperclassmen have, you know, have had a tremendous impact on the um, the young people and it's uh it's paid i mean they they are giving and teaching and really trying to um employer the 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 team to go forward we've got to do this and we've got to do that Uh, for example the last scrimmage that we had it was the upperclassmen that were talking about um the need to rebound better you know uh we did a, a decent job of not turning the ball over but uh as so many things are presented to the upperclassmen, I mean, to the uh, freshmen, uh, then they, the upperclassmen, would let um, our players know that, you know what, these are the things that we've got to be able to do. And we've got to find our identity. You know, in years past, we've always been an outstanding defensive team. Uh, but we want to run more this year. Uh, we want to continue to be an outstanding defensive team. And so the first thing that they were saying to the um, the young people is, you know what, you have to play with an attitude. Uh, and, and, and so that's hard for maybe um, a younger person to comprehend. But uh, through their practice, I know that they now understand what that means. You, of course, lost some important leaders to graduation from last year's team. Stacia Carey, Victoria Harris, Sharice Wilson, among others. When looking at who will be the leaders this year, is it right to assume that KK will be one who is relied heavily on? And have you identified or has anyone else stepped up to assume a leadership role so far? Well, first of all, all of the upperclassmen have stepped up and assumed a leadership role because we missed some very valuable uh, players. Uh, but there's no question uh, the, 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 the strength of, of, of Arella who continues to give of herself. Um, same with, with KK um, and, and Jordan um, and Mayel and Takia. These, these all young, are young people that are juniors. And um, you, you, if you come to practice, you'll see how vocal they are. Uh, you'll see their leadership. Uh, they're the first ones to do things, step in line and, and get it done. And uh, they've made uh, my coming back much easier uh, for me. Uh, because they they know they remembered and um, they continue to work uh, toward that end. So um, it's it's a beautiful thing to to watch. Uh, and I now know when other players of ours come back to see the Scarlet Knights, they see the Scarlet Knights, the ingredients of what it takes to be a Scarlet Knight. 
joined by the head coach of Rutgers women's basketball, Steve Vivian Stringer. Now, Coach, I had mentioned KK before, and obviously she was out all of last year. I'm sure she would have obviously loved to play and loved to, to finish out her senior season, but she's back for one more year. Do you think that year off maybe even benefits her, that she can kind of watch from the sidelines? And, and have you seen her from when she last played till now kind of grow, even though she wasn't able to on the court? Uh, yeah, yeah. She, um, she's, she's, yes, skill wise and just substantively. She, um, is able to speak from a perspective of, um, this is what I now know that we need to do and what, you know, specifically that she needs to do, uh, in order to, to carry us. Uh, I, uh, I, I have no question in my mind mind that she is more determined uh she knows she she's probably one of the, the hardest workers that uh, that I've, I've ever seen and uh she's is a tremendous leader uh, but i'm so so proud and pleased with uh, arella um she's really stepped up i'm sure that she's going to be uh, a, a major player on our team this year and um and the same thing with uh jordan uh, who, to me, all this time she has been just playing a, a secondary role. Uh, but if you see her now, you'll know that that's exactly what she did. She just played a secondary role. She she's coming in in a big time way, uh, a great deal of confidence, and we all have confidence in her. And of course, uh, Takia Mack uh, has many times taken over games. Um, it's it's amazing. I, I really really know that with uh, with uh, Takia Mack, uh, Jordan, the others, uh, Arella, and then of course we 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 don't know about um, Mari because she hasn't played yet. She hasn't played you know in in a big time game. But I, I've never seen a young person work so hard, and she does. She's very focused. She works extremely hard in what she has to do. And and of course. Um, I think that we are benefiting by the the um, leadership of uh, Danny, um, who is our next player, who is to transfer, uh, and she's going to do an outstanding job for us. So, Coach, I'm going to dip back into the questions that I asked you, or one of the questions that I asked you when we had you on the podcast before last season. It was a question about Zippy Broughton, but now I'm going to ask you about Maori Davenport. She obviously comes in as a very highly rated recruit with a lot of expectations. How good can she be? And what is the learning curve for a post player such as herself going from high school to now obviously Big Ten basketball? Uh, you know what? The thing that's going to make her really, really, really good is she um, works hard. She never gives up. She always wants to get another chance. And uh, those are elements of, 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 a, of a champion. Uh, she, no matter what happens, she's not embarrassed to ask. She wants to know more. She doesn't think that she knows uh, more than, than anyone else. And I, uh, I can't say enough uh, about uh, Maury Davenport. And she, she has a lot to learn. Uh, but, but, but I really appreciate the way that she's going about, uh, I really appreciate the way that she goes about learning and, and, and what she's giving, um, what she's giving us and she's going to make others better. She's a young person that, let me say it like this every day, not, not every week or month, every day she grows 
every day she learns something different and she just she gets that little smile on her face and uh and it, it's just pleasant to see i think that we're going to enjoy taking pictures of her now uh in in, in every respect and taking pictures of her now and then looking at, at, at the product that, that she's going to become because uh, she's going to be a big time player she really is we we really believe that and uh we're so proud of her i think that um Joya is another person that is is going to be a shooter. She's a young person again, um, but uh, I think that we can count on her. Uh, you know, in the latter part of of, uh, of this year. Another highly regarded newcomer coach is obviously Alexis Morris. You know, we saw what she can do at Baylor, both with how she can move the ball and find the open shooter, or take it herself and create offense that way. What kind of expectations are there for her? How big of a factor do you think she can be for this team at the guard spot? She will be major. She really will be. She'll be major. She um, She's helping us right now. She's excellent um, ball handling skills. Um, she's learning our system. And um, she, 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 she just wants to play. You know, and uh, we love her. She plays um, good defense. And she is now learning the system the way that we want it, want it to be. But um, we're real pr- proud of her and real pleased with, with her. I'm, I, I think that you may be able to tell I'm really happy with this group because, um, because they, they're self-starters. You know, a lot of people, you have to go around and, and try to encourage them to get started on, on what they have to do. Uh, this group, nah, they, they're, they're self-starters. And, um, and they're determined to uh, to return to the to big dance again. Coach, a couple more before I let you go. Expectations from the fan base rise this year coming off an NCAA tournament berth last season, and I'm sure you wouldn't want to have it any other way, but you obviously have dealt with big expectations coming into seasons before, both in the past and for this coming season. How have you instructed your team to deal with those expectations and, of course, the outside noise that comes with them? Well, I think that that's good because obviously uh, our fan base has gotten used to that, um, and so they're they're not used to losing, and neither are we. So uh, we expect the fans to be there and continue to support us. We expect the fans, as they have always, uh, believed in us and supported us. You know, right down to the last second and the last game that we're going to play, and. Um, and and we are proud and we're proud proud and privileged to to have that level of expectation, uh, but that's not without merit. That is because this team works extremely hard, and we have expectations. And quite frankly, uh, no one can put more expectations on ourselves than we ourselves do. So um, I I don't worry about what other people think. We appreciate the process. So as long as we stay focused on what we consider to be very, very, very important to the success of our, uh, of our team as a unit. And fortunately, I think we have enough players that have been there, done that, and gone through um, uh, this level that, and, and had enough players that have come back and talked to them, uh, our team, about uh, what they do know and the benefit that they've had, you know, as they played professional basketball uh, and to say that, you know what, um, this is what, 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 what we as Scarlet Knights 
have been getting, and this is you know so special to us. And our our players believe that, and they know that. So, um, it, it's a family unit, and and one that believes in each other, and we pass down that belief. And I'm certainly not, and neither are any of our coaches, uh, accepting less than than our our very best. And so we'll continue to strive for that, but we won't reach our goal because we'll continue to strive to be the best that we can be each and every day. Coach Stringer, last one. As we discuss less than really a week away from the first game of the season, November 5th at South Alabama, what excites you most about this team and what should fans look forward to seeing from this program in the 2019-2020 season? I think that um, I think that um, we're going to combine now uh, an even fast-paced um, offense with a fast-paced defense. We've always uh, been known for our defensive prowess, um, and that's many times saved us. Uh, but I do believe that um, that we'll try to match uh, the match the, the 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 intensity offensively. Um, match that on the defensive end. We're going to match it on the offensive end as well. And um, as long as we as a team continue to believe that we continue to learn, um, I don't think that there there's any uh, stopping in a, stopping us. We'll, we'll, we will progress and uh, we're determined to measure the qualities and the things that are most important to our success. And that is rebounds, turnovers, um, you know, assists and being the best team that we can be. And so when when you take those things apart, just 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 look at those elements of the game uh, as, as separate units, but very important to the success that we have got to have, uh, then you'll see that we have the ingredients for a su- successful team. She is the head coach of the Rutgers women's basketball program as they aim to make their second straight NCAA tournament appearance. Coach C. Vivian Stringer. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you giving some time and joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it, and thanks to all of our fans. I want to thank Coach Stringer for coming on the podcast and talking about her Rutgers women's basketball team ahead of the beginning of their season this Tuesday, November 5th at South Alabama. This team, I think, has potential to be a very special one with new faces coming in and the pieces returning from last year's team that went back to the NCAA tournament. What I'm really excited to see are a few things. One is KK Sanders' return. She's obviously a leader at the point guard spot and the most experienced member on this team. The second thing I'm excited to see is how these young players grow as the season progresses. A lot of eyes will obviously be on Maori Davenport as she begins her freshman campaign, but when Alexis Morris is eligible to play in January, what kind of impact will she be able to make? In addition, Zibby Broughton, Noga Peleg Pelk, they are another year older as well, and I'm sure looking to make huge impacts as sophomores this year. Last, I am excited to see just how good Arella Garantis becomes in now her redshirt junior season. Having averaged over 12 points per game last year, she will definitely be the main focal point for this team offensively. Teams are going to manipulate their defense to try and contain her, and I'm looking forward to watching Coach Stringer, her staff, and Arella counter what is thrown their way. You know, as I said before, I believe this team has potential to be a very special one. The front court and the back court have tons of talent and are filled with the good blend of old and new that can really form a cohesive unit. 
I asked Coach in the interview about expectations after making the tournament last season, and frankly, even in seasons they didn't go dancing, the expectations never changed. This team, year after year, is expected to do big things. I believe that this team knows what they have to do. This year's team knows that the expectations are to go dancing. And most importantly, this team knows that they have the power to be great and the power to accomplish those big things here on the Banks. Follow On the Banks on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Just search On the Banks Podcast.